T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is 1040, 20 minutes now in front of 11 o'clock. Twins win. They batter Cleveland 10 to 2 in the series finale. So on getaway day, they get one and they have the day off Thursday and then uh, return home and they get their first look at the Kansas City Royals Friday night at Target Field. You'll hear them all here on the home of the Twins. Six home runs, uh, four runs in the first. Byron Buxton, five for five, triple shy of the cycle. Mitch Garver, two home runs, three RBI. Jay Happ, 2-0 now with the win today. Twins win 10-2. They beat Cleveland. The Wild uh, give up three in the third, get beat by the Blues 4-3. Same two teams tomorrow night in St. Paul. And the Wild have their seven-game win streak. Uh, The Timberwolves, they're idle. Timberwolves bag had it, and they will play Thursday night against Golden State. And our coverage begins at 6.30 to 7 o'clock. Cal Soderquist. Hands it off to Alan Horton. Uh, the first Saturday in May coming up, that means Kentucky Derby, and we're visiting with Jeff Madey from Canterbury Park. And Jeff, it has been way too long. How you been? Well, Steve, I've been doing really well. It's good to hear your voice, and I really appreciate you having me on. It's the first Saturday in May. It's the one thing we can count on, other than the aberration last year when the Derby was run in September, it's a sure sign of spring. And in in Minnesota, it's a sign that live horse racing is coming back, too. So for us at the racetrack, it's a very, very exciting week. Yeah, and it it has been an unusual uh, time, to say the very least. But as you pointed out, getting the Derby back, uh, the, the live meet at Canterbury Park, all very good signs. Yeah, and the Derby last year, it was such a such a strange situation with racetracks being closed and the, some of the yep. the normal prep races for the derby not being run at the at the right time so they moved the derby all the way back to into september but many of the two-year-olds last year which are today's three-year-olds that will be running in the derby in, in a couple of days um didn't really get off their normal schedule the, the, the tracks opened later in the summer when two-year-olds normally start running so what we've got i think this year is going to be a fairly typical uh, derby field with horses that have come from all over the country have faced each other off and on in different prep races. Um, they got their foundation as two-year-olds at different times of the year, but they all want to peak now on the first Saturday in May, and that's kind of your job as a handicapper when you start looking at this is to figure out who that horse is. Out of a 20-horse field, which is a, a once-a-year thing in, in American racing to have that many horses in one race, and, and all of them have a chance to win. It's, it's quite a handicapping puzzle. 
Jeff Madej joining us, Canterbury Park, and uh, still COVID-19 restrictions uh, create challenges for Canterbury because Derby Day is usually one of the biggest days of the year at the track. It, it is. Every year, you know, other than last year, it's been the, the, the largest handle day, the amount of handles and the amount of money wagered at Canterbury every year. Whether we have live racing on that day or not, it's always been our big, biggest business day for money wagered. So, um, this year we're, we're limited in capacity, and in fact we've we've sold out. Unless there's some change here, I know the governor's hinted it may be loosening capacity. And if that if it was by some miracle he was to say on Friday that Saturday we could have more people, well we would. Uh, we're fortunate though that it's going to be a nice day. Uh, looking at the weather, it's going to be in the upper 70s, and because we're kind of a hybrid operation, we have outdoor and indoor areas. Um, we can have uh, somewhere around 1,700 people, I believe, which is, you know, still 8,000 fewer than we normally would have, but uh, it certainly beats being closed. So it's hard to complain about anything right now. We're going to make the best of the situation we have, and for those that can't get in the door, we've got advanced wagering starting tomorrow at noon all the way up through the Kentucky Derby where we have two walk-up sites on our property where you can just walk up and make your wagers. So we're still going to be able to take the – the bats it's just going to be a little bit different than it has been traditionally yeah and hopefully by 2022 we're 100 percent back to normal and uh, we can have big crowds at canterbury park for derby day and all the triple crown races uh for sure because it, it does it does move the meter especially if a horse comes out of the derby and wins the second leg and there's a chance at a triple crown. Over the years, we've talked about that. That that moves the meter. That that brings in the casual fans. It really does. It gets it gets people excited. We went so long without having a, a triple crown right. winner that the excitement really built. But it still does. It is still something that people you know people want to be there and they want to experience it together. So they'll come to Canterbury when there's that triple crown possibility. And who knows? By the time we run Belmont uh, in early June, who knows what our capacity will be? I expect it'll go up, and we're we're planning that way, but we all just have to be patient, and we, every business has to do what they can to to, you know, to stay viable, and that's what we're going to do at Canterbury, and those that can be out there, we're going to show them a good time, and those that want to come out and wager, we'll make that as easy as possible as well. Well, uh, every year we talk uh, Derby Jeff, and uh, this year is no exception. Uh, what do you see in this field? Who do you like? Uh, there, there, there's a clear... Uh, betting favorite early on but uh, is there a surprise in there somewhere well you're right we should just quickly mention that favorite essential quality who is a three-year-old colt who's five for five won the breeders cup juvenile last year then has had two starts two prep races and won both of them now the knock on him right now is that that last his last effort he seemed to work really hard to get by and he just prevailed by a neck so that's the people that are looking to beat him are using that as, as the reason that maybe he uh, is a tired horse. Now we'll find out. I, I think he can improve, and his trainer Brad Cox is pretty good. Um, but there are there are lots of possibilities here. There's probably half the field or so that don't have much of a chance to win. But there's some other horses at prices like highly motivated. The the colt that just about beat the Central Quality last time is ten to one. Uh, that horse I think has a shot. There's another one named Hot Rod Charlie who's third or fourth choice in the morning line, who won the uh, Louisiana Derby, which is a, a big prep race um, at, at the fairgrounds in New Orleans, and won it nicely, and it seems to be improving with each start. So I think Hot Rod Charlie would be one that that's going to be, uh, he'll take some money. He's not going to be 
the favorite, certainly, but he's, he could be 8 or 10 to 1, and that's the kind of horse I like to, to look for, something in that range. But we have to keep in mind that you know, I tried to be American Pharaoh, uh, who was the first Triple Crown winner in ages. I tried to be Justify and so on and so on. Six of the last eight derbies have gone to the favorite. The past two years hasn't. So um, the favorites can win the Kentucky Derby, but in a 20-horse field, so many things can happen. And, and betting a 2 to 1... That seems to me to be a, a, a tough way to go, especially when there's so many other quality horses running here. And I think Hot Rod Charlie fits that bill, as does Highly Motivated. Yeah, and uh, I, I haven't checked the weather in Louisville, Churchill Downs. What are we looking at? Is it going to be a fast track? Are we going to see rain? What do we What do we expect? It is supposed to be fast this year. We've had okay. some bad weather over the last few years. But, yeah, they're staying sunny and, and warm and a fast track, which I think will – You'll make it a very fair race, and there's just so many good horses in here, and a mix of horses with a lot with with speed, and it's, you're going to have to have position in this race in a 20 horse field, and I think that's I think that's what essential quality has in his favor. He's definitely the I, the best horse in the race, but the best horse doesn't always win. But I think he'll be in good position. He's going to be one of those that can be a couple lengths off the lead and is versatile enough to get that position, which you're going to need. So when they turn for home you've got something left to kick down that Churchill stretch. Yeah, and it, it's so interesting about the Derby. It's such a huge field that there there is a lot made, and rightfully so, about the start because a great horse can get crowded early and not be a factor as a result. You're right. There's the horse on the rail named uh, Known Agenda who's got uh, Irad Ortiz riding, and Ortiz is one of the he is the hottest jockey in the country now yeah. right now, probably considered the best rider. But he's buried down there in that one hole on the in the uh, on the rail, and that's been a very tough place to win from. So we'll see if he can work a trip. But uh, we've seen other favorites and heavily bet horses get trapped down there and just not have a chance to really get the run just because there are so many horses to the outside that get in front and move over on them. So. Uh, it is a, it's a, it's a really a jockey's race because there's so much thought they have to put into it to get that position. But also you've got to have the horse, right? You've got to have a horse that's got that, that, uh, experience and the stamina to get the mile and a quarter distance, which they're all going to attempt to do for the first time on Saturday. Yeah, there's nothing nothing quite like in sports the build up to the derby and then ultimately the running of the race. It's a tremendous excitement, and uh, once again, Canterbury sold out, but you can wager in advance. We'll, we'll talk to Jeff more about that before we say goodbye in a few minutes. But Jeff, I, I wanted to get a big picture from you on the, the impact on the game itself on horse racing we've seen over the last, you know. 13, 14 months now. Um, what's that impact look like? Or are, are we, we going to bounce back and we're going to see quality horses at, at Canterbury and tracks around the country throughout the season? Well, it's, you know, from a business point of view, back uh, when the pandemic first shut things down and all sports were shut down, there were still racetracks yep. running. So it was the only game in town as far as wagering goes. I mean, you hear the stories about people betting on, on marble races and on chess sure. matches because there was nothing else. Well, horse racing was still there, and the, amount, the, the percentage uh, handle really skyrocketed in the U.S. On, on racing on those tracks. We saw tracks like one in the middle of Nebraska, Fauna Race Park, which might handle on a good day in a normal year, might you know handle 100000 They were doing $1, 2 $3 million on a race wow. car. So people were just bad. Yeah, People that had never heard of Fonner Park in their lives were betting on it. So 
So racing, as far as the business end of it, really took off. But once all the other tracks got going, uh, you know, what we're seeing right now, I think, is a, a shortage of horses. And the, you know, the foal crop has kind of shrunk. And I'm seeing some of the major tracks with not a lot of horses. So I, I'm confident at a track like Canterbury that will be okay for a lot of reasons. And, and, and one of the main ones is that the people that have come here have been treated so well. And I, I don't just say that because I work at Canterbury. I, I hear that from the horse people, the horse trainers that come to, to the track. And I think that makes it a difference. And I think it's going to pay pay us back now uh, this year when we can see those horses. But, you know, the, the handle really is dictated by the number of horses in the field. The more the bigger fields you have, the more betting options there are and the larger your handle. And if you have small fields, you start to suffer. So I, that's really one of the trends I've seen lately in U.S. racing. I look at some tracks that are open right now, and they're just there. It's a six-horse field after six-horse field when everyone would love to have eight to ten in a race. And I, I'm confident we're going to have a, a good meet at Canterbury this year. Yeah, and by the way, that live meet uh, gets started on Tuesday, May 18th, and uh, runs through. When when does the live meet end, Jeff? Through September 16th. We're running on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 5 p.m., and Sunday 1 p.m. schedule this year with a couple of holidays mixed in, the 3rd of July and Memorial Day and Labor Day. But that's the schedule we're going to try uh, to try to make the best of the situation we have with knowing that we have a limited capacity right now. Right. Um, we'll, we're going to kind of get the best of both worlds here. But you know, we're, we're going to be as nimble as possible, and as things change, maybe we change some things along the way. But right now that's our, our decision, and uh, I think a lot of businesses are having to do the same thing. It's... These are challenging times, and I think the, the ones that are going to succeed are the ones that are able to change and adapt and, and make the best of it, and that's that's certainly our intention right now. All right, early wagering on the Derby, how do people do it? Well, it starts tomorrow at noon, and you, you can come out to Canterbury Park. We've got uh, our third-floor clubhouse simulcast areas open on Thursday. You can just come on up. Same thing on Friday, which is also a big day, Kentucky Oaks Day. It's kind of the, it's the female version of the Kentucky Derby. We've got our walk-up windows opening Thursday morning at 8 o'clock um, in two locations, one in the lobby, one in the ticket office, and the clubhouse is open as well. And then Saturday morning, if you don't have a ticket to get in, uh, same locations, walk-up window in the ticket office, and we've got the walk-up window in the main lobby with both self-service machines and tellers. So we're going to do our best to take care of the demand that we know is out there under these trying circumstances. And it's it's hard, though, Steve. It's, I'm sure yeah. the Twins feel the same way, right? You want to have 40,000 people, 37,000 people. You know you only have, only have 10 at a ball game. We're in that same boat. It's not our our decision to turn people away, but it's the thing that we have to do, and we're all just going to have to, to make it work, and I think we've got things in place to do that. All right, Jeff, always great. Thanks for the time. Well, when Steve T. calls, people answer, and that's, that's me. I appreciate the time. I'll tell you that. I really do. It's great to hear your voice. All right, thanks so much, Jeff. Jeff Midday, Canterbury Park, and uh, we're going to visit with Jeff. Henry visits with Jeff throughout the live meet, which gets started later this month. Kentucky Derby, Saturday, first Saturday in May. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.